Well, we got a box this week from Good Ranchers. And the people at Good Ranchers, they sent it to us. They sent it to our house. My wife, Tanya, gets it. She says, I'm cooking this up right now. A giant box full of meat. We had steaks. We had fillets, ribeyes, T-bones, New York strips. We had the burgers in there, including signature steak, steak burgers, and Wagyu burgers. Let me tell you something. Tanya Tay comes to me and she says, sweetheart, I want to put in a full order for these things. She's like, what kind of deal do you get with Good Ranchers? Are they going to be sending stuff over all the time? And I'm like, look, uh, I don't know what the deal is. You know, we, we just kind of set it up. Um, they sent us one box as, you know, as a way to get things started. But and she looks at me, she goes, I want more of this Good Rancher stuff. This is the stuff that we want to feed for our family for dinner. We want to get this and we want to get it every single day. So we might be doing it, you know, depending on the size of your family, now you might want to get a box uh, maybe every two weeks, maybe once a month, depending it's just for you. This stuff is absolutely fantastic. It's the best beef that I've had, the best steak in a very, very long time. So you go, it's goodranchers.com slash poso. Remember, prime and upper choice, the highest quality possible pre-trim, pre-marinated chicken breast, they're absolutely delicious. It's steakhouse quality. It really is steakhouse quality. So you put them in your fridge. It makes mealtime so easy, so convenient. There's no stress. It's all the way packed. Um, and the animals, just so you know, for the people uh, who do care, and I do care, we're animal lovers, right? The animals are ethnic, ethically raised and sustainably sourced. They do things the right way. It shows with every box. And by the way, the people at Good Ranchers, they are Christ followers and they are genuine Americans. So remember, you go to goodranchers.com slash poso, you get $30 off. And by the way, free express shipping. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Free express shipping with promo code poso, goodranchers.com slash poso. And there, and you, I love it. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. If you don't buy the meat in your house, tell the person who does to check out Good Ranchers today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily. Today's top stories, we're not going to sugarcoat it, folks. There is a lot going down in the world today. And the essential headline for all of this, I think especially for this first segment, remember Ottawa. Remember Ottawa. Well, the Canadian crackdown has begun as Trudeau has ordered a hauling away of the Freedom Convoy organizers. We'll break that all down next. Vice President Harris is heading to Europe amid the Ukrainian border crisis. Third, a Facebook manager of community development named Jaron Miles has allegedly been caught in a child sex ring. And finally, a woman is accusing SNL star Horatio Sands of underage grooming and sexual assault during the time he was on the show and has named Jimmy Fallon. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Even with Sun TV watching for any slip, he was asked which country he most admired and referred to China. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say, we need to go green as fast as we need to start you know, investing in solar. I mean, there is a flexibility that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted. Uh, that I find quite interesting. Just back up, please. Just back up, guys. Thank you. Take me too. And me. Yeah. Hold the line. 
Officer, you got to take me too. So we are currently recording this episode on Friday. It's about Friday afternoon here in Washington, D.C., year of our Lord, 2022, February. But events are ongoing in Ottawa, and we need to remember them. We need to remember every single thing, every tweet, every image, sear it into your mind. This is the real world. This isn't going away. This isn't some TV show. This isn't Netflix. This isn't Amazon Prime. You can't skip ahead. You can't get to the next episode. No, no, no. The only way out is through. When the Freedom Convoy started, you saw those videos. One of the most inspirational things I think we've seen throughout all of COVID, right? These trucks, big, powerful semis, the ones that we depend on, the ones that we depend on for our food, for our supplies, clothing. It's all thanks to the truckers. And you see them on the highway and you know, you say those guys are there getting to the market what we need to be able to live on a regular basis. That's all trucks. Hospitals, by the way, all those medical supplies, medical equipment, who do you think's bringing all that? Right, it's all trucks. Every single bit of it. And so when we saw them flying in Canada, of all places, that they would have these, these beautiful Canadian flags and people cheering on the highways and byways as they came from all across the provinces to Ottawa, to the capital of Canada, and said, we want our freedom back. We want you to lift these mandates we want you to lift these restrictions. We just want freedom. We just want to go back to our lives. That's it. We just want to be left alone to go back to our lives. And people supported this. Well, now the regime has responded. And I've said before, I keep saying this, we are living through an era of regime politics. And in war, the first casualty is the truth. Understand what's going on. You've got to put steel to spines at this point. Because if you thought this was just about the mandates, if you thought this was just about COVID, you haven't been paying attention. This is about power. This is about who gets to end the pandemic. This is about the way power flows. And Trudeau, he's a member of the party of Davos. So understand, he's not taking his marching orders from the people of Canada. He's not operating off the same playbook that anybody, any normal person who says, look, we need to de-escalate, we need to find some accommodation. Premiers across Canada, by the way, of individual provinces have already begun the process of dropping the mandates. So Trudeau easily could have said it would take him two seconds. He loves being on Twitter. He could tweet, hey, we're working on a plan to drop the mandates. We're going to come to turn the corner on COVID. This is all going to go down. Uh, we appreciate your voice. We appreciate where, you've, where you're coming from. We've all felt frustration with these lockdowns, but we do see the light at the end of the road. All you would have to say, all you have to say, that's what a leader would say. But a despot, a tyrant, Castro Jr., they would say something else. Ottawa police have announced just moments before we started recording the show, reporters are being arrested or will be arrested if they're in the area of the Canadian capital, Parliament Hill. If children are there, they'll be taken away but they'll be taken to safety, right? They'll take the children away. And that everyone there will be arrested the same way that the leaders of this were arrested 
just like the CCP went after the leaders of the student protests in Hong Kong. Understand what part of the movie you're in. But Russia is clearly escalating. And as the president has said, American citizens need to leave Ukraine and take this seriously. Also, we as the United States have been very clear with Russia from day one practically on this issue that if Russia takes aggressive action and denies the territorial integrity and the sovereignty of Ukraine, we are prepared to take serious and swift and unified action. Well, this is how you know that President Biden has lost Europe. He's sending Vice President Harris over there, or told, by the way, that she is going to be meeting with President Zelensky of Ukraine in Munich at this Munich Security Conference tomorrow, this Saturday. So Kamala Harris, the Vice President of the United States, is being given this. And remember, they are giving all of their failed policies to her. Remember, this was Kamala Harris, the same one that she was so upset when she didn't get to go to the G7, right? She's saying, well, you know, I've never been to Europe either. I guess she has her little snarky comment when she was down to Guatemala. So the question now becomes, what is the White House going to do? Why is it that they're sending the JV squad to Europe right now, as opposed to anyone else? They are setting her up for failure. They are playing her. This is how you know that the Biden administration, they've lost. They've completely lost the plot with this Ukrainian border dispute. And I said before, and I say this again, in war, the first casualty is the truth. So yeah, there's shelling going on in Eastern Ukraine. There's a vehicle that just exploded. Who did it? You don't know. And the media is trying to tell you they know. They're trying to tell you that there's a false flag that's imminent. How do you know a false flag is imminent? And if a false flag were imminent, wouldn't it be more better, <laughs> more better, wouldn't it be more effective to say that a false flag was going to come to leak that to the other side so that when something does happen, they read it the other way, or when it doesn't happen, you make them look. You see, you see where we're going with this? You are seeing information ops on top of information ops. You're now starting to see evacuations take place in Donetsk, in that disputed border region, and it does look like some conflict is about to take place. We're not gonna see the aerial bombardment of any of the major cities of Kiev. We're not going to see these massive uh, sweeping, you know, tank invasions of Kiev the way that the media has been telling you. But understand what's going on here. This is brinkmanship. And the Biden administration doesn't know what they're doing. They're ratcheting up and escalating, escalating, escalating tensions. Why? Because they have no other option. Their failed policy agenda here at home their failed polls in state after state after state where they're underwater on domestic issues. We're hearing now that in his upcoming State of the Union address, he's going to take credit, President Biden's going to try to take credit for defeating COVID. When we really know that it was Omicron that came through and swept around giving natural immunity to millions and millions of people that, that really wound this entire thing down. That's what happened. That's the facts. That's the truth. That's Dare I say it, dare I say it, the science that took place. But President Biden desperately needs some kind of win. So he is poking the bear as hard as possible in Ukraine to try and start a proxy war with Russia in the middle of Eurasia, 
in the dead of winter. Does that make sense? No. And the same way that I said that if it made sense for Trudeau, a statesman, a true statesman would say, let's come to some kind of accommodation. Obviously, there, does, there is a dispute here. Let's talk about the issue. Let's figure a way out. But that's not what he wants. And this isn't what President Biden wants here. That's why they're sending Kamala Harris over to go and deal with this thing. Yeah, she's really going to scare <laughs> the Russians, right? So you've got this region, of course, that's caught in the middle. Children, families, women, elderly that are caught in the middle. They're now being evacuated out to Russia. What's going to happen next? It's anyone's guess. Because you're seeing people move in there, the same people in many cases that were involved in Syria. And the first thing that was lost, the first casualty of Syria, even before ISIS, was the truth. The way we armed the moderate rebels and worked with them. And we would never ever arm or fund terrorist groups. No, just moderate extremists, moderate extremists. And to this day, people in the United States have no clue what's going on in Syria and didn't have any clue until people went in and cleaned it up. You saw that with the previous administration, got rid of ISIS. What is about to break out next in Ukraine is anyone's guess. But we do know one thing. There's one thing we do know. It's not peace. And that's what President Biden, what Kamala Harris, what all of these people should be trying to achieve for the world. But in the same way, natural immunity doesn't pay the bills. Peace doesn't pay the bills. The contractors, big pharma, etc., they don't get paid if there's peace. They don't get paid if people are healthy. So what do you need? You need conflict. You need tension. That's what ratchets up ratings, by the way, for the media, going all the way back to the Spanish War. Understand what part of the movie you're in. And ladies and gentlemen, you're in a movie. Well, my pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, was not able to make it across the border into Canada. He was trying to get up there to support the truckers. He's now talking about potentially even doing, I know, crazy enough, an airdrop of pillows into Ottawa to support the truckers. We're not sure what's going on, but I do know one thing. Mike Lindell is on the right side of history about this. So if you want to be on the right side of history as well, you go to MyPillow.com POSO. You go, you support, support what he's doing, support the truckers, get a great pillow, a great product for yourself. And by the way, one of your loved ones, if you want to donate something, we're donating some pillows again to the church right now. Just talk to my wife, Tanya, about that. And there's also great products. You got the robes, you got the sheets, you got the slippers. Winter is here. Winter is here, and you need to upgrade your sleep system for your warmth and for your comfort now. This next story, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm not even really sure how to prepare you for this one because it's, it's horrific. And I wish today were a better news day, but it's just not. It's just not. But I'll read the headline, and then we're going to play this harrowing and very disturbing video. And I'm, I'm not even being sarcastic. It, this isn't actually a disturbing video. From postmillennial.com, a Facebook executive has been fired after he was allegedly caught in a child sex sting in Columbus, Ohio. And we have this on video. So you're telling this 13-year-old boy that he makes you horny, correct? Could be perceived as such, yes. Oh, quit the bro. I'm sick of Good. I won't have any restraint around you if I'm horny. 
What does that mean? It means I was flirting, I was talking to him. Throughout all of this, I'll let you know, there was never any intention of ever meeting up with him. Okay. Bro. But you did set two meets with him. That I never intended to go to or but you set show it up, up to. Correct. And I, I gave information, location, and all that stuff. Yes. I mean, how did I find like, you? It's not like I just pulled this out of my... It's true. You gave, the, I, you gave the hotel in the hotel room. Right. So you set the meets. So you're okay with talking sexual online as long as you don't meet the children? This is the one time I've done this. The only time. Okay, so you are okay to talk sexual to 13-year-old Corey because you knew in your head that you would not meet up with him. That, that was my rationale. Miles, we're told, Jaron Andrew Miles of Palm Springs, California, allegedly sent explicit text messages to a 13-year-old boy and made plans to, for the boy to meet him at Le Meridian Columbus Hotel. Miles was the manager of community development at Meta slash Facebook until a spokesperson for the company confirmed that Miles is, quote, no longer with the company. According to the video, an anti-pedophile activist group busted him at the hotel where he there then agreed to give an interview to try to talk his way out of this. You, you hear him, I was, I was flirting, there was no intention, there was no talk. This guy, Miles Jar or Jaron Miles, serves on the board of directors for the LGBTQ+, don't forget the plus, group, Equality California. He has since deleted all of his social media accounts from LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Previously worked as the director of community affairs for Lyft. And we do have an archive of this site. Um, he was, I mean, just all over the place. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the people that are staffing Silicon Valley. These are the people who are behind the screens that are supposed to be protecting. Keep in mind, if he's at Meta, that means he's Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp. And this is your overall executive for these departments. Why is it that we trust our children with these platforms, that we allow people to go on there, and yet you've got guys like this at the very top who, if this is true, should be arrested immediately. And every single piece of his work should be investigated. And not just, you know, one of these internal Mark Zuckerberg investigations. Mark Zuckerberg is trying to institute the metaverse. Apparently meta means I met a teen in a hotel room because that's what they're doing at meta. Are you really going to let your kids sign up for that when it's controlled by people like this? And I understand what's going to happen. People are going to say, oh, it's just one guy. It's, you know, it's, it's no big deal. Understand. Understand what they're trying to connect you to. Uh, we got in a lot of trouble too on the show. Do you remember the, uh, the the writers' table, the writers' party? It was the last writers' party. I don't think they're allowed to have them anymore. I don't think you could party on Seventeen anymore because of what happened. Dude, it was <laughs> what you did. Is that me? Yeah. You, <laughs> you broke a rib. I broke a rib, but do you know why? <laughs> I think so. Okay, let's explain what we were doing up there. We were letting off a little work steam. Yeah. Uh, because it was the last week of the show, and we have a writer's party on Wednesday, mm -hmm. right? Or they, I don't know if they still do, but they used yeah. to. And so uh, it was just us and a few friends, and then we just get really, really drunk. Even Tina got drunk, who doesn't really drink. No, yeah.
I guarantee you, you will not see this story trending on Twitter. You won't see it trending anywhere across social media. Why? Because when powerful names of those individuals like Alec Baldwin, or in this case, Jimmy Fallon, are involved that are protected by the Blue Cathedral, then those social media platforms, which are also tied to the same power structure of the regime, they will not be targeted the same way that you or I or anybody else would be, or Charlie, Andy No, et cetera, James O'Keefe. Here's the headline from Daily Mail. He abused me all over SNL. Woman who accused comedian Horatio Sands of grooming her when she was 15 before sexually assaulting her, age 17, at an SNL after party, claims that Jimmy Fallon was aware of their inappropriate relationship. Horatio Sands' accuser, known as Jane Doe, speaks out for the first time about alleged sexual abuse since filing a lawsuit last year. Doe, who lives in Pennsylvania, filed the complaint against Sands and NBC, claiming the SNL alum sexually assaulted her when she was 17 in 2002. She said he would bring her to these parties, the same ones that you just heard Horatio Sands and Jimmy Fallon talking about, and that they knew she was underage, and specifically that Jimmy Fallon knew that she was underage. But this is back in the early days of the internet, early 2000s, there would be these chat groups and these, these message boards and people would go on and if you were a super fan of Saturday Night Live, this was Saturday Night Live, uh, towards the, not, I wouldn't say it's heyday, but towards the end of its heyday, right? It was still, still quite a cultural force, not the way it is now, uh, where it's, it, Saturday Night Live is seen as a punchline now because it's not a cultural force anymore, it's a political force. It was seen as, you know, some, some honor or some respect that you would be chosen to be able to actually participate in a cast party. So of course, this is what they do. They target the same thing that we see Hollywood do for years. They target young, impressionable people, teenagers, girls, people who are ambitious, people who wanna get ahead, people who are trying to find their way into the industry. We saw Epstein do this. We saw Weinstein do this. And according to this lawsuit, which of course is still alleged, we hear this is what Horatio Sands was doing. They actually had text messages from Horatio Sands or, or instant messages where he was basically confirming that the person that he was talking to, despite having chat logs from the early 2000s documenting her conversations with Sands, her friends, witness accounts, and even Sands' alleged confession, the actor still has not been held to account for his actions. Sands appeared on the S, uh, NBC staple of Saturday Night Live from 1998 to 2011. In recent years, he's been seen in films including Clifford, Zeroville, The Sex Addict, Actors Anonymous, and TV shows such as The Mandalorian. Well, it certainly wouldn't be the first time that Disney employed a pedophile. Now, I'm not saying that he is, but I'm saying that's certainly what he has been accused of. Again, Hollywood protects their own, the Blue Cathedral protects their own, and that's why you have to fight back and expose these people. Huge week here at Human Events Daily. Now more than ever, we are bringing this to you. Look, it's getting tough to find only a couple of stories a day because I've made this promise to all of you every day, right? A promise or oath or solemn vow. Be good, be brief, be gone. But I gotta tell you guys, it is not easy to be able to compact everything that's going on in the world into just 25 minutes. And that's why it's so important that you get your daily briefing every day and then you share it out with one of your normie friends, right? Leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, etc. This is all signal. There's no noise here. But before we go, there's one thing we have time for. Today's history break. Today, February 18th, 1980. Justin Trudeau's father, Pierre Trudeau, 
won his last election, federal election in Canada, becoming prime minister, like father, like son. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.